0: balls don't lie podcast with your host anton and regular steve
1: please follow us on twitter at balls don't lie pod that is balls with a z and don't forget to like share and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts am i on we appreciate all of your support without you none of this will be possible now balls don't lie Let's let's go let's go
0: welcome to balls don't lie I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, Anton, along with my esteemed co-host, CrossFit regular Steven. What's going down, player?
1: Not much, buddy. We got a beautiful sunny day, a little bit chilly, 52 at the moment with a high of 68. This weekend, we are looking at temperatures in the mid-70s, but all sunshine. If it's a little cool for you, turn on the Eastern Conference Finals because the heat (laughs) is on. Back to you. And, Ton, how are you doing today?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well, man. It feels great outside to me. Uh, I think I'm going to play a little bit of basketball this weekend. <laughs> Hell yeah. I won't be burning up and blazing all yep. weekend. Uh, we might. What you think about some tennis this weekend, bro?
1: Ooh. Tennis. Well, ooh, it works this weekend. Ooh. So that's going to be tough. Okay. But maybe. 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 We'll think about yeah. that and try to work around,
0: work around that. But anyways, uh, a lot of action going on in the sports world,
1: bro. It's getting, getting spicy.
0: Yeah. Super teams getting knocked off, burning down in flames. We got teams that's unexpected coming back from 3-1 three three deficits going crazy. We got the guys in Miami uh, taking 2-0 leads in series that I don't think most people pegged them to do. Nope. Uh, a real team down there in the bottom of the country. <laughs> <laughs> and we got an impending matchup coming up tonight. The L.A. Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. I'm too excited. I'm a little nervous over here. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You know that game one, man. Yeah. The Lakers like to let that game one go. Just that's <laughs> been the trend. Just, just saying, we're just filling them out, seeing what's going on. So we'll see. We also got NFL action this weekend. Uh, we had some last night. I don't know if you watched. I barely watched. So. Maybe the analysis will lean towards you more. I don't know. Not really. Now, <laughs> yeah. It's my, it's, you know, I'm a Steelers fan. It's my divisional opponents, but both teams, I'm not too worried about, to be honest. Yeah. But anyways, all right. Uh, you got a question of the day, man?
1: I do, because temperatures are getting a little cooler. Have you always been a fan of fall or autumn, as people call it? And are you a fan of like Halloween as a as a holiday? Mm. Or a holiday, whatever. Uh are you a fan of Halloween and fall this time of year? I
0: love fall weather. Okay. I love wearing fall clothes, you know, going back into sweatpants, possibly a hoodie and all that. That's yep. my favorite uh garments to wear. Uh Halloween never really was my thing, especially nowadays I'm not a big candy eater, and that's the only reason to, you know, enjoy halloween unless you just like being somebody else for a day
1: <laughs> you know yeah.
0: so i mean it's cool you know we have you know kids in our houses so we understand if they get a little excited for halloween i haven't dressed up for halloween for, I, don't, I don't even remember
1: it's yeah. been a long time <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so yeah how do you feel my brother <laughs> uh i always have loved uh this time of year like you said i love wearing a hoodie um it's my favorite. I hate when it starts bending into a hoodie and a coat because then it's all yeah, scrunchy, and yeah. so now you got to drop the hoodie and just go to the coat because I don't like getting all scrunched up. I'm a little tactically defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my birthday is right around Halloween, so that's always been associated with that. But I was never into Halloween. Like when I was a kid, I dressed up as like a football player a couple times, right. you know. Um, but. Most of that was just to get the helmet, and then I'd keep the helmet <laughs> take the stickers off, and then like run around my basement, and pretend I was a football player uh-huh. sure. um, but now i actually as as an adult lately i don't know why, maybe it's with you know having kids or whatever, but i don't. My, I kind of look forward to decorating the patio at least mm. sitting out there passing out pencils and pencil sharpeners to all the kids uh-huh. instead of. <laughs> Back of start, Staples and go start heading out. Sticks. CrossFit manuals, get <laughs> no, school supplies. <laughs> Here, go be somebody. Here's a, here's a little notepad and those sticky notes. <laughs> oh man, no. Uh, so, <laughs> that's, that's how I do Don't it. Don't do it. That's how I do it. Uh, get my house egged. <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 always a fun time, I and mean, you always have. You know, World Series kind of going on around late October normally. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got football and basketball is right around the corner usually around Mm -hmm. my birthday. So it's always been cool sports time and uh, birthday time and Halloween time and fall time, leaves changing colors, all that kind of stuff. I wish fall lasted longer. I'd like to live... In a place where fall was winter. Mm-hmm. I did used to live in a place like that. It was uh, Nashville, Tennessee. That's kind of how winter was. It was like our fall. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's the downside of fall is you know what's coming next. Yes, you do. The long winter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cons
0: of living in the Midwest. Definitely Indiana. Yeah.
1: yeah. Days get shorter. It starts feeling like it's dark all the time. Dark when you wake up. Dark when you get off work. Right. It's awful. Ugh. It is awful. But
0: um, so you was talking about uh, transitioning into coats. I'm not a coat wearer. I hate wearing coats. Mm-hmm. I'm a layers guy. So mm. I'll throw on, you know,
1: yeah.
0: a thermal for every ten degrees. Basically, you know? <laughs> get 32. Yeah. Okay, I got I got one thermal <laughs> and a hoodie on. I'm good. Yeah. Get below that, I start tacking on more thermals. That's how I go. I hate coats because you, you sit in the car. Especially when we did, I you know I drove Uber last year, just like you. Oh, I can't have a coat. And have a coat on? No. like no. Because you got to
1: have the heat on for yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just sitting up in the front with the defrost on, trying to keep sweating, sweating your ass everything. off all winter. Because cause you got to keep top. the frost off the windshield. Right. right. But you got to... I usually wear a hoodie and that's it. That's it. In the When I'm driving.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah, I don't like that either. I try to do what you say and go away from layers. I actually got this really crazy jacket uh, a couple winters ago. Mm-hmm. And I wore it like one time. Mm-hmm. It was like a 70s, like had like...
0: Yeah, patches and things. No, it
1: was like a long jacket. Uh, like not fur, but just like the... I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I wore it over here one time. It was like a tan coat. Is it a pea coat? Uh, <laughs> no. It, I don't know. What to, I don't know. What, I'll, I'll just show you a picture. Uh, but I only wore it like one time because I just, yeah, I, you know, I don't like them. I'm not a You got to take coats. them off. You can't sit at a table with a coat. Mm-hmm. You know, like you come and you eat food. You got to take your coat off. And you leave the establishment. You got to put your coat back on. With a hoodie, you can just kind of stay in your own thing.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I got a jean jacket that makes me look like I've been doing shoulders. <laughs>
1: I've <Like>,
0: been <laughs> <laughs> doing them presses. My shoulders is looking nice. And I impressed. did not
1: know if jean jackets were a thing.
0: So. See, my jean jacket has a, like a, I don't want to call it fur, but it has like a soft inside, so it's just not
1: so That's what my jacket up. has, but it's like a soft outside. Okay. On parts. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. Jean no, jacket. No. I, do have, I, do have, uh, I do have a good conglomerate of jackets. I just don't wear them. You live in winter your whole life, you accumulate jackets. Some of them don't fit anymore. (laughs) It's like, nah, that'll fit again one (laughs) One day. day." (laughs) One day, that's going to be fitting again. (laughs) It's it's, it's all crusty in my closet.
0: Welcome to Clothes Don't Lie. (laughs) We are your fashion experts for the day. Uh uh Getting you all winterized for the winter. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's jump into some action, man. Matter of fact, the NBA's uh, named their all-NBA teams yeah. Uh, was that yesterday? No, day two days before. Ago. You got, two days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want your opinion on a couple names. A yeah. Uh, first team, okay. Bron, Anthony Davis, uh, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and Giannis.
1: Yep, fine there.
0: Yeah, we're cool here. This is where it gets kind of weird for me. Uh, Kawhi, second team. Sure. Joker, yep. Yep. Dame, yeah. CP3. For the regular, yeah, you you kind of got to give it to him just because his team was in in the playoffs. Nobody even thought they were gonna, you know, be any good.
1: But Siakam, this no. is the guy that's <laughs> killing. <me. laughs> you gotta get off there. He had a I, good regular season. Was, but come on, there's guys on the third team that. Yeah, yeah. Need to be. I mean, Tatum is. It can replace him with the quickness. Yes. Uh, Jimmy buckets can replace him with the quickness. Even Adebayo could replace him if you if you really true. If you needed to go big, man, right, right, like a, like right. a forward, you could even go. Absolutely. I mean,
0: Siakam looked horrible in the playoffs.
1: He though. did. I, I just, he did. I didn't
0: get it. He did not look like quote unquote a star player. He looked like he came off the bench. Right. He really did. He looked yeah. like a
1: developmental guy. Yeah, he did. Like a draft just getting he he had, that
0: had He had no bag to go in. It was like he, he just tried to muscle people crossover, down crossover spin moves. Back, back, burn. back, back, and then turn to his, you know, left shoulder, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> it just went a good outcome. So yeah. Pascal, I, I I I don't know about you, man. You got a lot to prove next year. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh third team, you know, we we said Tatum buckets jimmy buckets uh rudy gobert um, rudy gobert should not be on any of these teams whatever if you just had to throw one just all defensive player on there but
1: out of bio yeah (laughs)
0: yeah i agree yeah rudy Uh,
1: gobert should not be on he shouldn't be on he just shouldn't be on the team like that yeah he's not one of the best 15 best players in the nba he's definitely not so i agree I agree. I mean, there's no... I don't even see an argument you can make for it. Is he a good defensive player? Sure. But come on. Yeah. Really? This dude on... Uh, he's pretty famous in Miami Heat Twitter. Uh, Chef Trilly. <laughs> he said... Rudy Gobert is defensive Hassan Whiteside. Which is kind of how I feel. No, it's not a compliment. Definitely not. But that's kind of... That's kinda, it, it's a good... Uh, it's a good analogy there. Yeah. And it, he just doesn't belong there. He just doesn't, he doesn't fit in. It's like if you were playing the game, which one of these is not like the others? Siakam on the second team and Rudy Gobert does not belong there.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm here to agree with you on that. He provides no offensive help. He's not that good of a defender. He is a very good defender, but to put you on an all-NBA team,
1: you got to be doing know. all of you it.
0: You got to do all that.
1: You put him on an all-defensive team, fine. Yes. But but you don't need to be on all-NBA team.
0: Right. They also had Ben Simmons on there. I'm going to just take their word for it. I didn't watch a lot of Ben Simmons. He still doesn't shoot three-pointers. He's just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Westbrook. Yeah. I mean, this is all regular season stuff, so I don't say we're not privy to the information, but we don't watch these guys day in and day out so i'm I not just,
1: sure the media voting on this does either yeah
0: i you know you are probably
1: right on that because otherwise why do you have <laughs> siakam on there why is gobert on there westbrook probably should not be on there and they can say well who do you take off or who do you you know if you're gonna you know everyone's always saying, well, so, so-and-so should be on there so who do you got to take off well those are your guys Westbrook, I'm taking you off. I'll find somebody. Off the top of my head, I can't really think right now. But I'll... I mean,
0: it's easy to replace these guys. I mean, you can put, uh, say Devin Booker on there. Sure. Uh, let's see, I mean, you can replace Siakam with Kyle Lowry. He was the most important player on their team, even though we don't think he's an All NBA player. But he, come on, man. Yeah. Siakam, you know, Kyle Lowry carried that team in the playoffs. Right. You know, so. That just shows his importance. Uh, who else could we put on there? Um, I mean, Paul
1: George. Paul didn't George, play enough. He didn't yeah. play enough games. I don't think. Probably did he? I don't know.
0: I don't know how many play. He probably played maybe 55, 60
1: games. I would think. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. So Paul George over, especially regular season. Paul George, obviously, <laughs> over over <laughs> a playoff Seattle. p, <laughs> not playoff p, <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name.
0: We would call it pandemic p.
1: so yeah i don't know know, but it's just you know it's whatever the 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 interesting thing lebron james 16th time
0: all-time most all-time most all-time which is just pretty fast over kareem kobe and duncan yeah all have 15 that's crazy
1: and i was listening to crazy uh nba radio on the way over here and they were talking about if lebron james makes the finals this year then obviously, you know, with the injury, they didn't make the playoffs last year. But every year since 2010, if they make the finals this year, every year since 2010 that LeBron has been in the playoffs, which would be nine out of ten years, they would be in the finals. How about that for a stretch run?
0: Never A whole duplicated.
1: decade. Nobody will ever do that again. A whole decade. In three different franchises. Three different teams. <laughs> Come on. A whole decade on three different franchises. In the finals, give me a break. I mean... Add it to the Rolodex of talking points. Talking points, why LeBron is possibly the GOAT. Let's let him get there first, but (laughs) it's looking good. I don't think the Nuggets are... I don't think they have We're
0: going to see. We're going to see. We're going to talk about that here shortly. We're going to talk about that here shortly. Yeah. Let's get into last night's action. Let's do it. Heat Celtics. Yeah. The Heat take a 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, man. The Celtics blow a 17-point lead, and we always talk about this. A lead in the NBA means nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. And that's one of my favorite things about it. It, it, it is dope. I remember back in the
1: day, oh, they're up by 10. All this game is over. Like it. it well, that's how it feels when you're watching college basketball, too. It's like, ooh, early halftime lead. Yeah. You're up by 20 at halftime. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: that's probably a wrap. I can yeah, probably turn probably this off. This
1: thing, <laughs> unless we get something really crazy. But you can do that in a quarter in the NBA. So Quickly. Yeah, so Quickly.
0: That's, that's my favorite to, thing about it. You can it. go to the bathroom and come back and, you know, it's a five-point game. Like, what happened? That's because the three ball is so prevalent now, you know? Yep. Everybody can shoot. Uh, the Celtics' 20 turnovers was the, the major thing, I think, that swung the game in the Heat's favor. Uh, The Heat had, I think, 18 more attempts on the basketball rim. Uh, They shot a less percentage, but you turn the ball over 20 times, you take away 20 possessions. You look at that, that's crazy. That's crazy. You only lose by five. They shot more free throws. Um, I think the Heat made more threes. I think they made 14, if if I'm correct, 14 threes.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. 14 14 and 43, so not great. Not great at all. Um Tyler it actually Hero. felt that way too. Tyler Hero was, was like watching. one for eight. He had a rough think, night shooting. Yeah, that was the same thing Duncan Robinson did game one. Yeah. They both alternating good shooting nights, I guess. But the thing that Tyler Hero's doing, and this is what should be surprising to people. And I mean, if you haven't gotten to see them or follow them and kind of watch his progression as a player, it's playmaking. Um, is yeah, the playmaking. And his rebounding—he had nine rebounds, mm. five assists, and one steal. He's been much better on defense, being active, being in the right places. He's very—his instincts are high, man. His knowledge of the game, his feel for the game—he's mm-hmm. very comfortable out there. M- made a couple decisions last night that I thought showed his age, and I saw uh, Goran Dragic kind of pull him aside one time and just kind of, "You're all right, you're all right," but like. There were a couple of turnovers there late where it was like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was almost like, mm-hmm. he panicked a little mm-hmm. bit there. And we hadn't seen that out of him. But you got to, last night, was a, there were a couple of times when I thought to myself, oh yeah, yeah. he is still you just forgot. 20 years old rookie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but the thing is, the, the cool thing with Miami, like you're saying, their balance of and sharing the ball is something that's been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you look at their starters, I'm just going to run down the assist totals four for Adebayo, yeah. three for Butler. Uh, just two for Crowder, but five for Dragic, four for Robinson, and then Hero with five assists. So a lot of balance there. They're just really willing to move unselfish, move the ball. Um, Jimmy Buckets only shooting seven shots through three quarters. <laughs> yeah, and he just goes four of 11, yeah. and but six of six at the line. He did have the little four rebounds, but the defensive plays, he had four steals. Right, absolutely. And those led... To buckets Buckets. and those were huge. When you watch those two steals, the one that he throws behind his back on the sideline, and then the one that he taps and gets going down the base or uh, down the other sideline on the the top, yeah, yeah, the top side of the screen, uh, and coming down there and then giving dumping it off to Jay Crowder. Mm -hmm. But the thing you noticed on both of those plays was other guys going with him. You know that ball that he throws behind his back, that's just going out out of bounds. But there were like two or three Heat guys. Oh, as soon as that was happening, sprinting down the court, mm-hmm. just anticipating being able to try to be there to make a play.
0: Absolutely, that's
1: where they're winning these, <laughs> these games. Yeah, we talked about it on the phone. When it comes down to certain situations in these games, it's time to make winning plays, and the Heat are finding a way to make those winning plays right. more than Celtics. Now they're making some shots, Jalen Brown with some big threes last night, mm-hmm. keeping them you know kind of chipping back, chipping away at the lead the other way, bringing them back kind of close to make it a close game. So they're making some plays, too. But when it really comes crunch time, it comes you know, time to make the winning plays. Miami, and it's different guys all the time. Goran Dragic making big shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan Robinson getting hot. Jay Crowder doing big things. Uh, Adebayo just all over the damn court. I mean, it's, it's always somebody. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the – oh, man. It's just, they're just doing all the right things right now. I agree. The Heat look
0: calm at the end of the game. They don't look pressed. They don't look stressed out. When you look on the other side, the Celtics look a little more tense. Like Jalen Brown, not Jalen Brown, but uh, Jason Tatum, he's taking long, contested threes and getting to the bucket for real tough shots. Like, they don't seem composed. That's why they went seven games last week because they weren't, you know, they get into certain these, these close games in the end, and they don't make, like you say, winning basketball plays. And the Heat do. They just—they're very calm. That's all. That's what I see. I don't see any stress between them.
1: <laughs> well, and when we talked about some of the kind of guys you want to have on your team, we were describing, you know, some of our favorite players being the the glue guys, the yeah. guys that just oh, do yeah. the nitty gritty stuff. Sure. And I it dawned on me while we were having that conversation. I don't remember which episode that was. And I go, you well, know, the Heat kind of seemed to have a whole roster full yeah. of those kind yep. of guys. Yep. And that's what Jimmy Butler likes. You know, everyone on the the whole talking point now is. You know why Jimmy Butler doesn't get shit for going 4-for-11 in a playoff game? It's because do you see how he affects the game in every Mm -hmm. other aspect? He doesn't seem to care about getting his shots or scoring points. He doesn't Mm -hmm. really seem to care if he goes long stretches without shooting. It's just, how is the team doing when we need me to do it? I'm going to do it. You see times in the fourth quarter when it's like, man, we really need a bucket. And he's going to go get you one.
0: That's what he does.
1: (laughs) He's going to go get you one. But (laughs) it doesn't have to be in value. Right. And... You know, it's just, man, they're just doing all the right things, man. It's really fun. Eric Spolster going to the zone, really messing right. with the yes. Celtics. Yes. That's a big deal. Um, just, just pu- yeah. pushing all the right
0: buttons, man. That's smart coaching. I, I heard somebody talking about that. I forget what show I was watching, but they said that the the Heat ran the zone as far as in the regular season, thirty thirty five percent of the time. But through the first two rounds, they didn't run it at all. Yeah, he just kept it in the bag. Yep, and then he pulled it out on them in the second half of this game to yep. get that lead chip down. So that is very smart coaching. You you work on it in the uh, in the in the regular season. You put it in your your your, uh, your Batman tool belt, and
1: yeah. you pull it out when you really feel you need it. Well, That's and it. the cool thing about that is they were doing zone all year. And the funny thing is. You know, man, it seems like it's starting to creep into the NBA, but for a long, long time, zone was never played in the NBA. Yeah. And that was one of the things that was talked about at Syracuse with Jim Beheim. It's was like, if I'm a player, you're going to this school that only plays zone. There's certain schools that only use a zone. Mm. And it's like, well, that's, how's that preparing you for right. going in the NBA? That's one of the reasons Cal, I think, doesn't like to use a zone. And it's like, it'd be very... Efficient and effective at times with all the length and speed that we have on the team, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't like to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're starting to see more and more the zone. It is coming creeping back. into the it's NBA, and back. the Heat yeah. used it this year more than any other team. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it was I heard Legler talking on SportsCenter last night about. If you go into a huddle and you draw up a little 2-3 zone and you just try to tell your guys to go do it, mm-hmm. there's going to be holes all over yeah, the place. Right. You have to really mm-hmm. own it and practice it and have it be a part of your identity, identity for it to be effective against NBA teams. And so, to be able to use it all year has been a big benefit right. to Miami in a series like this. I definitely agree. I've seen the Lakers use it very few times. It's
0: usually coming out of uh, a, a timeout, you know, the, the other team may have the ball. You know, when you go to a timeout, if you haven't run zone all game, they're just going to draw up a play. When you show zone to them, like, oh, well, this play is not going to work right now. They only do it a couple possessions, then they'll go back to their normal uh, defense. So, yeah, zone is around it, – it's in the game now. Uh, it's coming back. They used to think it was weak. Like, they, they looked down upon zone right. back in the day. Like, it was less manly or whatever. You do what you do get to win the game.
1: <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> that's it. So, uh, are we looking at a sweep going on this one?
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But, I mean, look, I thought these first two games, the Celtics probably could have easily won those games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think we're it, – it, I feel like for majority of the games, the Celtics have actually outplayed the Heat. But, again, they just keep finding a way to chip back. This is a very horrible analogy. But if you're – thinking of how to beat the heat and if you think in terms of burying them you got to put them in concrete blocks and drop them in the water because if you put them in the dirt they're just going to dig their way back out out. of it so if the celtics are not able to do that if that's not in their dna right now for being as young as they are and just whatever uh maybe Mm -hmm. maybe we're looking at a sweep because now how demoralized are you there were Tons of reports going on from Celtics writers that last night in the locker room, Marcus Smart is yelling. Sounded like things were being thrown in the locker room. He leaves the locker room shouting, y'all on some bullshit, whatever, whatever. Uh Kimber Walker said Kimba Walker said nothing happened. It's no big deal. Nothing happened, which means something happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> Basically. Which means he was yelling at Kimba. Uh so. so <laughs> he sounded like a battered wife or something. That's just not funny, but oh no, no he's got, he got scared by Marcus Smart, right. and so nothing happened. Yeah, uh, but it sounds like maybe the wheels are falling off, which means either that whole tirade goes one or two directions. It either guys start pointing the finger at each other, and this thing's a quick series, or it brings them together, and they make it a tough series. But you're down 2-0. Two losses like that after having leads, and just the way the first game went with the big block from Adebayo and kind of Miami chipping away at that lead – uh, you're really demoralized now. You got to win four out of five. That's a tall hill to climb. Yeah. So you could see how they could let go mm-hmm. of the rope, but you know, I, it's still hard for me. I don't want to say that it's going to happen because I don't want to assume anything right now. Right. And right. I, I think that's the way the Heat are thinking. Uh, you have to just go out here like it's oh because you can very easily come back and drop the next two games, and you're playing a game five that's deciding whether you're up three two or whatever. So, um. You know, yeah, it's tough. It's hard for me to imagine this team, like the Celtics, just kind of lets go of the rope. Right. But if they're having issues in the locker room, then who knows? Who knows? Well, the Heat
0: are currently ten and one in the playoffs. (laughs) It's it's amazing. It's
1: crazy. It's amazing. Goran Dragic is their leading scorer. Like, dude. Goran is crazy. This yeah. is just nuts. It's yeah. just absolutely crazy what's happening. Tyler Hero looks like a second-year player, season veteran in most of these games. Duncan Robinson, their best shooter until last night, has not had very many, maybe one game in the in the Pacers series, um, but hasn't really been shooting the ball well. And then you have Adebayo playing really well, but Jimmy's just kind of doing what Jimmy does. And then you're just, Jay Crowder's stepped up and been huge. Jay Gudala's been huge. Uh, Derrick Jones Jr. is giving you some good minutes off the bench with his length and athleticism uh you know it's just kelly olynyk has been okay he's had some flashes this is kind of what kelly Olynyk does you know he, yeah he's gonna have some stretches where it's like dang he's had some stretches where it's like dude i don't need you shooting fadeaway threes
0: he hit that fadeaway three yesterday <laughs> off the backboard yeah so you ain't which is that. cool
1: but then he shot another off balance one like falling to his right a little bit it's like dude why don't you just not do that <laughs> but everything's working spolster has got him going. Riley's down there in the bubble watching during the game. They got the Godfather up there watching from above. It's coming back. <laughs> watching from above, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's a good series so far. The Heat are doing their thing. Uh, it might be a sweep, man. Uh, I, yeah, might be a sweep, but we're gonna leave it there. All right, let's move on to the tonight's matchup. Yes, Lakers Nuggets. I'm nervous. The Lakers are good at giving up game ones. They call them fill-out games. Um, We can hope that the Nuggets are tired like they were last year, uh, last series in their first game. But I wrote down some questions here because these are the things I feel that's going to determine this series. First thing, AD and Jokic. That's the big matchup, you know. Jokic got off last, last series against the Clippers. He, he did absolutely anything he wanted to. He shot off any foot. He faded any direction. He beat all double teams with great passing. He just couldn't be stopped. The Clippers have nobody to defend this guy. Lakers did. The Lakers have the perfect guy to finish, uh, defend this guy. A couple of them. True. We have about three, four bodies, really. We can throw Marquise on him. Uh, he can shoot right over him, but can't muscle him. Anyways, we have a lot of guys to throw at him, but you know the major guys. AD, uh, who do you think win, win, will win this battle between the two?
1: Between those two guys? Yes,
0: it's not necessarily you know who scores the most points, but
1: I don't think because well, or you I'm think not... it's
0: a neutralizing.
1: I think it's a, I don't think it's. I don't think AD is going to be on him very often. I if if it were me and I'm not a NBA coach by any means, but I'm throwing uh Dwight's Glacier. <laughs> Dwight's <laughs> throwing okay. Dwight's Glacier on him. And JaVale. And just throw the, used up their fouls. I don't want Anthony Davis dealing with Jokic. Because I don't like Anthony Davis going against guys that are muscly. Mm. Mm. And I don't mm. and, and kind of and girthy. I know Jokic I can lost some weight, that. but <laughs> I know Anthony Davis is linked and all that kind of stuff but I just think you I don't know. Davis is a it's hard man. I want to I keep I want to say Davis is a better player but I I don't know. Jokic does a lot of really interesting things. Triple double triple double through three quarters in game 7. Yeah. The passing because he can I'm trying to think about the scoring and all that stuff but he can hurt you so much with the passing. Right. So in terms of, like, determining who wins that matchup head-to-head, Davis, I feel like, is going to score more. But then again, I mean, Jokic can go drop 30 on you, too. Right. Uh, So, I don't know, man. I think maybe you're looking at a wash in terms of total productivity. But in terms of being able to give a guy issues, I don't think Jokic can give Davis as many issues in terms of what he can do to him in terms of, like, when Davis is on, like, when Lakers on offense. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Jokic isn't going to... You don't want him going out there on the three-point line trying to deal right. with Anthony Davis on the Absolutely. perimeter and doing stuff like that. But Anthony Davis can go out to the three-point line with Jokic and mm. be more effective that way. But I feel in terms of just a team, the Lakers have more to throw at Jokic and kind of give him issues and make it much harder on him than than the Nuggets can do to Anthony Davis.
0: Right. I mean, the the question is, are they going to... Are the Nuggets going to play small, though? Obviously, you... You know you have big Jokic out there, but the next guy is who, who Grant or Paul Millsap.
1: These you know, are small
0: guys. Uh, can you put them? Can you put Dwight out there and, and and Javale out there with AD on the floor at the same time? If they or, have Millsap on the court, it? I yeah you know, maybe because Millsap.
1: Davis can slide to Millsap or go to Jeremy Grant. He can play with those guys. I I think Dwight's the perfect answer or Javale, just to give you some minutes. But I, I throw as many bodies at. Jokic as I can
0: yeah, I mean you're gonna to have to in general but I don't know I, I know it's not
1: as it's not as big of a small ball thing as like the Rockets present right yeah I agree I agree because you still have Jokic out mm-hmm. there. so I don't think that you're looking at having to do the same thing you did against the Rockets where like can you use Dwight can you use can you use McGee mm-hmm. which like they barely played in that series for obvious reasons right. but I of don't course. think it's that kind of a thing you still have Mark Keith that you can use on you know I, I don't know we we'll to see, but I, I, I just – I'm not sure. I don't think they can quite get small enough to affect you guys having to go small, small.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I think they're going to try to, though. I think they're going to try smart. to. Yeah. javel can't guard Jokic. He just can't. Unless Jokic is trying to play back against the rim, back against, you know, back to the rim basketball. But if he's out there on the perimeter, JaVel can't handle that at all. <laughs> but Dwight can. Yeah. But – so we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I think A D will get the best of that, mainly scoring, but we'll see. All right, next uh question.
1: Who the hell guards LeBron besides no one. nobody? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> That's the thing. Forget about that matchup. No one's guarding LeBron. You notice in the whole uh what's that called? The uh the picture they throw the the oh god. The Whatever that's called. Uh the picture in the series, the preview, they got the they got Jokic up there, Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Jamal Murray. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things doesn't match up. No one's guarding no one's guarding LeBron. Yeah. I it, there, there's absolutely nobody on their team
0: at all. So I was just wondering if you had an answer. No. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody. I agree. Uh Jamal Murray. He's gonna get the double team of the of of, of a lifetime. That's what the Lakers have done to every guard. Uh in their previous series. Does Murray handle that, though?
1: Probably not. At some point, you're going to – I'm still not sold on Jamal Murray, and I hate to say that because he's a Kentucky guy and all that. But game to game – I just – I think in certain series, in certain, against certain teams, I just don't think – I think he can shrink. And I think something happened with that Clippers series, more so on the Clippers side of things. But early in that series, he was having a lot of issues. And I think he's going to have the same kind of issues with the Lakers.
0: Well, I hope so. The Lakers have neutralized all guards in that playoffs after the first game. You know, we let them them play. We let them play the first game. But after that, the double teams come from all angles. And we force you to pass out and not let you beat us, basically. Uh, I do believe in Jamal Murray. I don't think he'll you know, flourish in this in this series, but he's a dog. It's a lot of value. Jamal Murray is a dog. And I didn't believe in him all oh so much before these playoffs. I always thought he was I thought he was a Donovan Mitchell esque player. Right. Uh which turned out to be a little more than we both probably both thought. You know, yeah. Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, both putting up fifty pieces on each other. So um yeah, Jamal Murray, he will be minimalized somewhat in this series. He will not win it for the Nuggets, I don't think.
1: If he if he comes out and does all that stuff again against the Lakers, I'll be fully in. Oh, you have like, to.
0: You don't have no choice after But that.
1: I just think something happened with this Clippers series on the Clippers side of things that led to him being more successful. Because early in that series, we had to remember, the Clippers were up 3-1. Yeah. Of course. They were doing something right. Yeah. A lot of it was... Kawhi and Paul George were really affecting Jamal Murray. Uh-huh. Really good defenders, long. Something happened. Something happened. And it wasn't all the Nuggets just having their back to the wall and all of a sudden playing great. The Clippers in most of those games looked like they gave up when they realized the Nuggets weren't giving up. Hmm. You can see it. Yeah. And it just kind of – their energy, they just kind of – it just something – something mentally happened with that clippers team. So, they're not dogs. <laughs> not not, not like not, they thought they were. They're they not they
0: dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh who's supporting cast? Do you trust the most? It's tough. You got you got you got your uh Porter Juniors, who's the other dude? Grant, your Mill Saps on the nugget side, and then you have your Danny Greens, your Caruso's, your 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 playoff...
1: <laughs> I'm going to say... Your
0: playoff Rondo's.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. a couple guys you just said right there that I'm going to go with. Uh, even though Danny Green hasn't... He's had stretches where it's like, man, is yeah. that the same Danny Green? He he's still early. been there. And I'm going to go with that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Rondo's experience. Playoff mm-hmm. Rondo's called Playoff Rondo because he's been in the playoffs. Yes. The Nuggets are rolling with a bunch of guys that don't have that much experience going deep in the playoffs at all. Absolutely. Um, So I'm going with that experience. And I just think of Denver's whole team as kind of role players. <laughs> like they're kind of like Miami with a couple really good players, but then everybody on there is kind of the same. Everybody. But in terms of playoffs, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the guys that have been in the playoffs. So I'm gonna go with <laughs> playoff Rondo. I'm gonna go with Danny Green. Uh, I even like Markeith. Not that he's been Mr. Playoff Man or anything, but I like Markeith a lot. The way he plays, Dwight has led a team to the finals before. True. Knocked LeBron out of the playoffs. True, twenty ten. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot there. I, I I like the Lakers in terms of intangibles over maybe skill set because I think the Nuggets have some guys that are pretty good mm-hmm. in that depth, but I think the intangibles, experience. Uh, I'm going Lakers.
0: I totally agree. The playoff experience is immense on the NBA uh, on the on the Lakers. Um, Dwight and JaVale sitting for an entire series, them boys is fresh as hell. Mm-hmm. Them legs are super fresh. And uh, I think that's going to weigh heavily on the Nuggets. That was going to be my next question. Are the Nuggets actually going to get tired finally? Because they've, they've played the most games in the bubble so far. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's a lot, lot to ask to go full tilt against possibly the best team in, in the league and become victorious off of that i I just don't know if
1: they got it well and here's the bigger question that i have for you to answer that question and then it might trump everything and i think it does trump everything because that's what i think of this person but do you think there's even anything that could stop lebron from getting to the finals at this point just i mean just in terms of i i just think he will will push comes to shove all things being equal, I'm always going with LeBron because he will will his team to do things that it couldn't normally do. And that's the, you know, that's a team that's maybe not as good as the team they're playing. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers are better than the Nuggets. Yes, absolutely. So push comes to shove. It's LeBron, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. You like there's, right, though. I don't think tired legs, bench, death, none of that. It's, it's LeBron. There is nothing. And I would have said the same thing if it were the Clippers. It would have made me a little more nervous, but I would have said the same thing. LeBron is the deciding factor. He always has been. Yeah. Unless he's going up against some super team. Or it's his first time in the in the finals with the Heat and they're, you know, he kind of laid an egg. There's only two times in LeBron's career where he's lost as the better team. And it was that first series in Miami when they lost to the Dirk Nowitzki and the Mavs, yep. and it was when he lost to Dwight Howard mm-hmm. in the Orlando Magic in 2010. Yeah. So it's only happened two times, and I don't expect it to happen this year. Not after going through all this. This is about LeBron cementing, further cementing the legacy, the legacy, how we feel, how we feel about his legacy, but. For those people out there, this is LeBron. You're talking about Kawhi. Kawhi's going what if Kawhi adds a third championship with a third team? Hello. There's another guy over there that's about to do that actually for real. And we're yeah. not even talking about it. No. Le- this is the this is LeBron. This is about LeBron. And I don't think anything's stopping him.
0: Well, I hope you're right. I do expect LeBron to come out ultra aggressive tonight. He hasn't done that all, you know, since the playoffs started, at least in the first game or two. He just doesn't kind of filling it out. He's trying to be the good, perfect teammate, dishing the ball off, letting AD kind of get his numbers and doing those type of things. But this game, I expect to see full downhill. <laughs> LeBron, yeah, set the tone yeah go ahead because i know he has all the respect for the nuggets you, you have to have the respect for the nuggets they they're battle tested and they're dogs i'm gonna keep saying dogs all day because uh i kept hearing that about the clippers so much and i didn't see it
1: yeah let's talk about that real you know, quick before we clippers.
0: before we had the break let's talk about them
1: boys How do you go from being a team that's yipping and yapping all over the place, laughing at Damian Lillard, falling on? Remember I told you they're over there falling down on the sidelines, laughing hysterically, just acting a fool. It was embarrassing. And now it's especially embarrassing because you guys aren't here anymore. Absolutely. (laughs) How do you go from that? How is (laughs) Kawhi Leonard and Paul George zero points in the fourth quarter of a game seven? Doc Rivers, you're the third, it's the third time you've third blown time. a 3-1 lead. Yeah. Second time with the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. What is going on? The franchise can't even get to a conference championship round. You brought in Steve Ballmer's probably just over there like I'm going to buy out all these contracts. I'm going to just <laughs> He's just going to keep <laughs> throwing money at it till it works. <laughs> That's why I think uh Doc Rivers could be gone because he just signed that big new contract but Steve Ballmer just bought a stadium to tear down a stadium, mm-hmm. just so he could put a stadium there. Like he just bought a stadium just so he could tear it down. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. He's one of the richest people in the world. Buying out Doc Rivers' contracts, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so yeah. he find that in his couch. So I I could see it. I could see him just being pissed and ready to make that move. Doc's been there a long He's time, He's been there a man. very long time. Long time. He's had some really good teams. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, yep. Jamal Crawford, yep. DeAndre Jordan, yep. uh, J.J. Redick. Mm-hmm. All those guys were there together.
0: Mm-hmm. This is Couldn't get it done.
1: Come on. I, 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 could see, I could see it. And then how much does Kawhi regret? Uh, you know, Reports came out that he, he wanted Jimmy Butler. He asked Jimmy Butler. He tried to get Jimmy Butler before Paul George. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> I can see him sometimes <laughs> looking at playoff, playoff Paul George. <laughs> playoff Pete. am going to call him playoff Paul. Playoff <laughs> Paul over there. <laughs> call like, Paul, uh, George man. Paul. Man, on, why man. are you here? Uh, I knew I wanted Jimmy. <laughs> I'm
0: so glad the Lakers didn't get either one of those guys. Well, uh, the, you know, Paul George, he passed up the opportunity, and Kawhi, both of them did. So, I thank you guys. Uh, yeah, Doc is probably gone. He might get one more shot, but he's probably gone. The the league, yeah, uh, they like going with fresher, new talent. I think that's something they need a new energy. Uh, Doc Rivers don't believe in halftime speeches, and it sounds corny, but halftime speeches are important sometimes. You you got to figure out how to motivate. A team that star, when their star player is not a motivating factor, like Kawhi is the most right. boring dude of all time. He really is. I, I'm a I. I feel like I'm like Kawhi, like a, a quiet, just a quiet dude in right. general. But when you get on the court, I'm not quiet anymore. Right, I, I like to talk. You know, I'll be laughing with my opponent. Like, we're going back and forth for real. We're going to talk talk that stuff. I'm going to talk to all my teammates. Good shot, good shot. Kawhi does none of that shit. Right. Yeah, and if he does, it's a hey, good shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, can the guy get excited <laughs> about something? <laughs>
1: it's like, He's is, not yeah. a
0: multiplier. That's, that's the difference between him and LeBron to me. Now, Le- LeBron is an absolute multiplier. He doesn't have to have 30 points at all for his team to win at all. He can have his 10, 15 assists, but his overall energy, his overall communication, his knowledge, excuse me, he can put you in the right position to get your best shots. Kawhi doesn't do that. He's going to hit you with the mid-range for the most part. He's going to knock down his three ball, and then he's going to jog back, and you get no communication out of him. I don't want a player like that. The game is about a team. What we call the Heat, a team. Yeah, because they they communicate, they like each other first and foremost. I, I don't even know if Kawhi likes any of these dudes on it's his team. It's <laughs> hard know? to tell. It's hard to tell.
1: We talked about he can't like Pat Beverly. You come can't. on, <laughs> those two styles of people, he would never on, be hanging out with someone like that. Nah, what he would. do you I mean? Come nah, on, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Like, there's no way. There's just no way he can like Paul that. George is
0: up his alley. That's the type of person he is. He, he probably would hang with Paul George, but even Paul George is not a multiplier himself. He's kind of, he's not necessarily quiet, but he's not the most energetic guy either. So I don't know, man, this team, I, they're going to be here next year. It's not they're not going anywhere, per se. They still could win a championship next year, but they need I think they need a new point guard. I think they got to get rid of Pat Beverly. He doesn't contribute enough. Um, they got some other good pieces. They need another big zoo box is not the answer, especially when you're in the West with all these good bigs, you know, Jokic, AD and all them. They got to do something with the roster. They have the core players, but they need those finalizing pieces around them.
1: Yeah. Well, they better figure it out quick because what nobody seems to be talking about is they're actually in the same position that the Bucks are in because those contracts all have mm. Paul George. Or, uh, maybe, I think, Paul George, but for sure, Kawhi, I think, isn't he a free agent in 2021? Mm. So, they need, was- to, they need to... <laughs> they They signed short deals. Yeah. So... You know Kawhi will leave your ass. He, he, right. not, he, he wanted one, to play with Jimmy. Yeah. Kawhi to the Heat.
0: <laughs> that's what he talks the most <laughs> when he wants to change teams. Kawhi oh, to the Heat. Oh he, yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't want to hear it.
1: I don't want to hear that.
0: Y'all can have Giannis though. Y'all can have Giannis.
1: Y'all take yeah. that. No bill score. Well, <laughs>
0: Imagine that defensive front, JB, Giannis, and bam. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't score. Who would score? Who's scoring here? No one's scoring. You see, you see how to buy out there, being on the guard one through five. Man. Just making all kinds of defensive plays, locking up Kimba. Who's center can lock up Kimba Walker and go out there and dance around with him? Nobody. Nobody. You throw Giannis out there to do the same fucking thing, right. and you got Jimmy Butler and these other dudes. Like, Come on. No way. You can't yeah. score on that. It would be a fucking nightmare for anybody trying to play that team. It would be horrible. It would be so frustrating. How do we get a shot off, coach? Oh no! All we can do is shoot threes. Got to pull up at half court. It would be so frustrating. Yeah. I hope that happens. Just, I really will hope that happens just so I can see that. Just, just to see, see the defensive <laughs> presence of a team like that would be just insane. Yep. Might get your wish, man. You yeah. might get it.
0: But all right, man, you know, well, I guess we'll catch up on the NBA uh, sometime next week. We got some good matchups. This yeah, weekend. we'll put
1: out some solos. We got some action coming. Yeah.
0: So game three of the Heat is on Saturday. Yep. Saturday. Okay. Then we'll have game two of the Lakers on Sunday. So yep. we'll probably check back in on a Monday show or something like that on the yep. NBA. You got to love sports right now. Got to love it. We got to love sports. We got the playoffs. We got the the baseball thing winding down to get to the playoffs and on the back burner of all this we have the start of the damn NFL yeah, season what yeah. is going on so we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break you good with that regular?
1: I am great with that
0: alright we'll be right back <laughs> on Fall Stone let's go <laughs> Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. All the sports in the world going on. We're already into the NFL season, week two of the regular preseason. That's what we're going to call this, the regular preseason. Yep. It all counts, but it still feels like the preseason. All right, so let's run down the matchups, man. And I don't know if we want to really talk about them because we, let's just be honest right now, we're not in the football mode yet. It's hard to be. We're completely glued to the NBA playoffs wholeheartedly both of our teams are still in it. So that's where yeah our alliance is. We do focus on our our NFL teams, right. the Bears and the Steelers, but everybody else is kind of just background noise right now.
1: Yeah. When we usually do the show like last year, you know, we obviously focus on our teams, but then yeah. have more time to spend focusing on around the around the NFL. Around the NFL. the, the NFL. other other teams, yes. other things that are going on. That's been a little harder to do this year with all the stuff going on even just differences in in schedules. I didn't have school last year at this time. True. Um, So that's affecting me as well. But also just, yeah, it's baseball going on. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's NBA playoffs. I've never had to make a choice between NBA playoffs and NFL football before. And I'm finding how I would make that choice. And it's obviously NBA playoffs. I'm leaning towards the NBA, the NBA I think has actually become my favorite league for a lot of different reasons, um, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's that's where my allegiance is lying probably moving forward in life. Um, you know, just being my favorite league. Right. That doesn't take any away from how I feel about football in the NFL and how I feel about the Bears. But in a time like this, when I have to make a choice, yeah, I'm 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 leaning towards the NBA. But <laughs> here's an, here's a good example. Last night you had Browns Bengals. And I don't want to be the one to complain about having sports during a pandemic. But as if 2020 couldn't be worse, they had to give us Bengals-Browns on a primetime game. All right. (laughs) I just got done watching Heat. I'm feeling really good about that win. The last thing I want to do is go watch second half bingles browns first of all those two uniform combos should not be allowed to be on prime time in the same game on your television screen ever that should be a rule you Do should not have browns. to look you should not have to look at those colors playing against each other so that was one thing and two just really bad teams it was a little bit of a shootout so there was some fun there um, but it, it was going to be hard for me. I wanted to tune in, but I didn't want to ruin my mood. Yeah. So I just, decided, <laughs> I just decided not to. So I, I just kind of reveled in the Heat's victory and kind of stayed away from Browns-Bengals. But, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I, uh, I totally agree with that whole statement. I did not watch a drop of it. I
0: did go back and watch the highlights. Yeah. Um, but it was a game that was ran by Nick Chubb, basically. Yeah. Nick Chubb ran all over the Bengals. Uh, your boy Joe Burrow. He's going to be all right. I think he's going to be solid. It blows my mind that they let him throw the ball 61 times, though. The 60- cool thing about that, though, is he didn't throw any picks. True. Very true. So, very true. He's going to be very accurate. He did have two fumbles. He lost one yeah. of them on the goal line. Yeah, Rookie mistake, but no interest in that game. Besides, one of those teams had to lose in my division. That's it. You know, the Bengals are going to be terrible like last year. They do have a brighter future, though. So, all right, let's get to the to the real matchups, <laughs> if we can say that. The old Sunday matchups, right? The old Sunday matchups. There's not a lot of great matchups per se, but we'll run them down. Uh, we'll start with our teams. Like, no, let's do ours last because we might sure. be more long winded. Uh, first matchup: Falcons, Cowboys. Uh, both teams coming off of L's. The Falcons lost to the Seahawks,
1: and uh, the Cowboys lost to the Rams. The Ramys. Yep. Uh do you have a winner out of this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys getting back on the getting on the right track. It's in Dallas. Dallas favored by four according to Vegas. I'm gonna go Cowboys in that one. You don't wanna start 0-2 if you're Dallas. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. I did pick them to win the division. Me too. But I'm picking the Falcons
0: just cause I don't want the Cowboys to win. Though.
1: I don't either, but I <laughs> just don't see. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Neither I don't trust the Falcons. How can I pick the? Fal- I guess I don't trust, I don't either, trust team. either one. Yeah, I don't trust yeah. either one of them. But uh, yeah. it's in Dallas, so true. I don't know. True, whatever. true. We'll see. You know the home fans <laughs> won't be shocked by any any outcome of this game. Sure. Next matchup:
0: Lions-Packers. Ooh, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. Packers about to put up 40 on yeah. two straight division teams. First of all, the Packers, y'all get on my nerves. Y'all lost me in my fantasy. Uh team last last week. Uh Minnesota put up a big old negative one a negative 6.5 on their defense. Nice. <sighs> but the Packers are gonna win this. By a landslide. Next matchup, Jags Titans. Mm-hmm. I'm going Titans on this one just because they're a better team. It's gonna be a smash-mouth game, I see coming, but yeah,
1: I'm going Titans. Titans all day, Titans big.
0: You think it's big? Yes. Mmm. I don't know if it's big because just because it's a divisional game, but we'll see. Big. Uh, <laughs> next matchup, Vikings versus the Colts. Interesting this matchup. Is tough, this is a tough one. It's interesting. I didn't even mark a winner on this because I didn't know which way to go on this. Both of them coming off of a loss. Um, historically, Minnesota has been a very tough team, especially on the defensive side. Have a very good running game. Uh, the Colts, not sure where they stand right now. They lost uh, to the Jags last week, and that's not a good sign. I'm probably going to go with Minnesota on this one just because the Colts lost to the Jags. And Minnesota lost, uh, the Vikings lost to a a much more, uh, much better opponent. So give me the
1: Vikings. I'm going Vikings here too. Uh, Colts are negative uh, minus three. Uh, So they're favored, which normally would signal to me home field advantage. Give you that field goal, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how much home field matters in these times with no fans and stuff like that. I mean, you do have to travel if you're Minnesota, but it's not exactly like they're flying across the country. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna go Vikings here too. Yeah, just because I do trust that offense a little bit more. Got gotcha. you.
0: Next matchup, the Bills and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Definitely going the Bills on this one. They're just a better team. Still iffy on the quarterback situation there, but. They seem to handle that okay last week against the Jets, who's not a good team really either. But the Bills' defense is certified. Dolphins got work to do. They lost lost about 10 to the Patriots' last
1: game. Yeah. Bills yeah i'm gonna go dolphins fitzpatrick couldn't have played worse which means he's obviously going to be an mvp candidate after this game and (laughs) i'm going dolphins it's buffalo minus six if i were a betting man i would take the dolphins and those points i think it'll at least be close but i'm gonna go dolphins to win it's in miami it's nice and warm uh fitzpatrick big game big game yes okay He's due. He, he He's due. He, he gives you, three, he gives you <laughs> three, four, five of them a year. He's bound to have one. It's early. He always does it early. He played like <laughs> crap last week, which means this week he's throwing for five touchdowns. <laughs> All right. Next matchup, Niners versus the Jets.
0: Puke. I look for the Niners to get back to the winning ways. They lost a, They lost to the Arizona uh, Cardinals last week. Didn't see that one coming, but... I guess I can't be too surprised. The Cardinals are an ascending team. Uh, yeah, the Jets look to be in the world of hurt. Le'Veon Bell is out. He's on the IR. I don't know who the hell else is on their team except Sam Darnold.
1: Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> go 49ers. I'm, I was kind of surprised they lost the Cardinals. I thought the Cardinals would be better, um, but I, I thought 49ers would win that game. But I, Yeah, Jets are horrible, so yeah, 49ers. Next game. St. Louis Rams versus the Eagles. St. Louis Rams? L.A. <laughs> Rams, excuse me. L.A. Rams. Where's the San Diego Chargers game? <laughs> right. There you go. The
0: Oakland Raiders The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Where's the Redskins at? Everything's changing on us. Everything's changing on us. Rams, um, Eagles. Yeah, got? Rams, Eagles. I'm just picking the Rams. I don't trust the Eagles at all for some reason. People are way too... Uh, Ever since uh, Carson Wentz got put number two on the, hot, uh, the top 100,
1: they've been living a lie.
0: They're not very like good. Them? I don't like them.
1: It's weird, though, because this is, okay, this is why betting in the NFL is so weird mm-hmm. and so hard to do. Because the Eagles go out and look like crap against Washington football team. A team that they, I mean, I think everyone thought they would beat. Yeah. Uh, kind of get the rolled on a little a bit. Yeah. The Rams come out, beat the Cowboys. And the Eagles are favored by one in this game. It's in Philadelphia, but that's why betting is so hard. Because you your, your head thinks, well, that's easy. I'm going Rams. But then the Vegas says Eagles by one, so I don't know. But I'm going Rams, too, because it just seems to make sense. I don't trust the Eagles either. Not one bit. But they are the type of team that will come out and drop 40 on you just out of nowhere, and then they'll lose to someone crappy next week. They're kind of like the Falcons in that respect. So (laughs) I'm going to go Rams. Not 100% sure why Vegas is making me feel weird about that pick, but I'm going to go Rams anyways. (laughs) Damn
0: you, Vegas. Vegas. All right. uh, Next matchup, the Panthers versus the Bucks. Will Tom Brady get into the win column this week? I'm putting my money on it to say yes, though uh, the Panthers, at least offensively, play better than I thought Teddy Bridgewater put up some decent numbers Uh, McCaffrey still did what he does I'm still putting my money on the bucks I just don't see Tom Brady losing twice in a row even though this is a new team new era he's not backed by the greatest football franchise of all time or head coach of all time but let's go with the go with the bucks man
1: yeah, he's backed by a good offensive mind, though, and I think that's what makes a difference here. I'm going to go Bucs. Interesting. Yay. interesting. Vegas says the Bucks are the biggest favorite tied with the Chiefs this week at eight and a half. That's what that spread is right now. What? So Buccaneers, yes, I'm looking for Buccaneers big because Vegas said so. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> this is expertise. This is g- great analysis on balls, don't
0: lie. Understand me. Next game, the Washington football team versus the Cards. I mean, I really don't know. I'm going to go with the Cards just because they, they beat the Niners, so they must be trending in the right direction, like I said before. Uh, Washington football team, how did they win last week?
1: I didn't see the highlights
0: either. <laughs> just keeping it real with
1: you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Cardinals here as well think they got something going on with Kyler Murray and DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, Um, Larry Fitzgerald is still out there. Love that. Love me some Larry Fitz. Of course. Um, It's in Arizona, like I said. Vegas, six and a half to the Cardinals, uh, their favorites. So I'm going to go Cardinals as well. I don't think uh, what that says to me, maybe Washington That's looked at like that whole thing with the Eagles was a fluke, which again makes me confused on why the Eagles are a favorite over the Rams. All of it never makes sense. Transitive properties don't apply. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go Cardinals, though, uh, in this one because I can't pick a team uh, that has no name. Dig it. Dig it. All right, next matchup. Chiefs, Chargers. Do we even need to discuss this one? No, Chiefs win big. They have eight, their eight-and-a-half point favorite, like I said, tied with the Buccaneers for biggest this week. It is in... Los Angeles, but uh, I think we can assume that a shootout is going to happen, except only one team is going to be shooting. Yes. So we got the Chiefs, the Chiefs coming out in that one. One shooter and the rest targets.
0: All right, Ravens, Texans. Uh, yeah, I'm going Ravens on this one. I don't think the Texans are going to be very good. Just don't. They
1: don't have any weapons. It's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. I think the window closed. Mm-hmm. O'Brien's going to be gone. Yep. I go Ravens big here as well. Mm-hmm. We are in agreement. Yes, sir. Next matchup, possibly the best
0: matchup of the week. Mm-hmm. Patriots Seahawks. Uh, I have the Seahawks winning this one. I think they have more firepower on offense. We're going to have to see, uh, not Cam, but we need to see Superman for this to be a dub for the Patriots. Though the Patriots do have still have that defense on that side, but. Russell Wilson is a is a different beast. Somebody was acting like it was brand new though today on the radio. I can't remember what they said. It was, I don't know, but he's been doing this for like seven, like six, seven years. Like he's he's been top five for a long time. Why is everybody acting like this is brand new? Like he just turned the corner or something? I'm like come on, man, what are you talking about? Russell has been certified for at least six years, at least. Really, his rookie year. He went to Super Bowl his rookie year. Or did he one Super Bowl second year? Second year, yeah. He's
1: certified. Leave Russell alone. Anyways, yeah. Who yeah. Do you think? I'm going Seahawks, their favorite three and a half. Uh, Bill Belichick said there's nobody better in football at the quarterback position than Russell Wilson. I'll take his word for it. And I agree with him, actually. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here as well. I think Russell Wilson is as good as anybody doing it. Absolutely. It's hard for me to say he's better then a Patrick Mahomes or some of these other guys, but I think he's as good yeah. at what he's good at, and I think the value that he brings is as much. I will go Seahawks against the Patriots.
0: Yes, sir. Last game. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Golly, man. you got to sit in the mirror and just practice these. <laughs> Washington City. football team. Las Vegas Raiders. L.A. Rams. <laughs> I just got to... <laughs> I'm always going to say San Diego Chargers. <laughs>
1: <Yes>.
0: <laughs> I got to practice this stuff. Uh, Saints against the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'll pick the Saints, but they didn't really look good last last week against the Bucks. They barely squeaked that W out. Uh, the Raiders actually put up some some fairly decent numbers on offense last week, but I'll just go with the known quantity of uh, Drew Brees in the team.
1: Yeah, I think the smart thing to do, obviously, is taking the Saints to win. I would take the Raiders to cover, though. I think it's a close game. They're getting six points, according to Vegas. (laughs) Home team. According to Vegas, they give Vegas six points. So I would go with them to cover that. I think we have a good game. They're opening up their brand-new stadium. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it. Is that the one with the crazy top that kind of – I seen some weird shit. Uh, that was Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta has one okay. that like spins, spins and spins opens. Open. Okay. Okay. Did you see the Rams stadium at all? No. The circular inside the circular. There's like a circular screen. It's like the Cowboys, except the circle. It goes all the way around. Oh, okay. All it's right. nuts. And on the outside, it looks amazing. Mm. I can't wait to see. I, I, that's on my bucket. I want to see that stadium in person. That's mm-hmm. on my bucket list. Okay. I'm excited to see the Raiders I'm sure it's going to be amazing too. uh it's it is Vegas it's going to be flashy are they going to allow any fans what's their fan uh I don't think fan? so I don't think so I don't think there's fans anywhere mm. Well, they did have fans in Kansas City yeah and I don't one know one I haven't of them looked into
0: the covid too huh one of the fans had covid at the uh the the Kansas City game uh they had to quarantine I think they I think it was they contacted like 15 to 20 people so uh. that you have to quarantine immediately <laughs> I seen that in the news yesterday. So man,
1: yep. Well, can't forget what times we're living in. Yep, <laughs> it makes people too lax. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know though. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm excited to see the stadium, and I'm excited to see. It is the kind of game though. I feel like the Raiders would come out and play well. Could and and I don't know if win, but I think they just come out and play well, and and make it a game. That's why I think they they take those six points and cover. So I got a question for you.
0: First of all, I'm not a betting guy. I don't know much about, you know, betting lines and all this stuff, but being that uh, Raiders are in Vegas, do you think it affects their betting lines somehow or some way just being in that?
1: I don't think, I don't know. No, I don't think so because that was one of the big worries about putting teams there, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But you have to assume it's it's not affecting, you know. No, the short answer is no. There's too much at stake. Okay. There's too much at stake for the sports books um, to have it anywhere. You know, have it being. I think if it was the the Oakland Raiders and it's in Oakland, I'm thinking you're still seeing that as as minus six. They're just going on um, what they're seeing, what they're predicting. They have guys that it's actually really fascinating, and I I should ask. There's this dude on Twitter um that i interact with a lot that's uh i'm not gonna say his name and i don't know for sure but i think he might be a professional gambler Mm. sports better okay um i might reach out to him i can ask him that question i'm sure he'd be glad to answer it he was talking a lot about one of the games or the game last night (laughs) uh, about something funny happened in that one um but uh yeah i don't i don't think i don't think no I don't think it has an effect but it's crazy how much goes into into it and how good they are at getting the lines if you really pay attention to lines and you do it in all the sports every week and you really look at them yeah some they get wrong that's the un, you know unpredictable part about sports but they are so close mm-hmm. so often to what the actual line is and so it's it's actually just—it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Start looking at them. We'll we'll go. I'll screenshot this, and then we'll talk next week, and, and we'll close. look at the scores, and we'll look at how close they were on right. some of these spreads. Okay. And that's why I say if you see a game that goes like and I do this with Kentucky basketball all the time. I'll tell him I was like, mm, I think we're in for a good one. Vegas says. Vegas says. Because <laughs> if there's a if there's a game where you go, ooh, this should be a block, and that's why it you know it sticks out to me when I see. A team like the Rams and the Eagles. And I go, well, the Eagles just lost to the Washington Mm no-names. The Washington no-names aren't very good. The Eagles probably not very good. Rams get a win against a team that's supposed to be pretty good. You think the Rams are going to be pretty good. But then it doesn't make sense why the Eagles would be favored. But that usually tells me Vegas knows something here. Mm -hmm. Like, it just kind of, you know, they just... it, It seems to add up and always work out that way. So... We'll just have to keep an eye on it. Next week, we'll look back and see how close these lines were, and I think we'll be surprised. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about sports betting. My guy hit me
0: up earlier, uh, see, two days ago. Yeah, maybe two days ago, uh, my dude, Nate. Uh, shout out to Nate. He's like, uh, who's going to win the NBA championship? I'm like, Probably the Lakers, man, you know. So, cool, man, because I'm about to get on this DraftKings, and I, <laughs> it, like when I say he don't know about sports, he does not watch sports at all. He's like, who's playing tonight? Uh, the Thunder and the Rockets. The Thunder? Who are the Thunder? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you don't watch sports at all. He hasn't watched since the early 2000s. Yeah. But I was like, you got to give me a cut if they do win that yeah, shit, because yeah. uh, you can't be taking my knowledge and going and getting all this money on me, but. Well, it's, the thing is, and with betting though, it's more fun too. to bet. Yeah, yeah, I I put the heat on that, too.
1: Yeah, because if you bet the Lakers, you bet the favorite. You got to pay yeah. more. And you you got to pay more to win mm-hmm. less. Right. You bet a team like the Heat when the mm-hmm. playoffs start. You're gonna pay and you're gonna win. You're gonna win yeah, more gonna go than too. what you bet in. So Absolutely. you know it. it That's the tricky part about betting. You can bet on the favorite, but if the favorite doesn't come through, you just lost your money, and you have to put up so much money just to win a little bit Mm -hmm. of money, whereas that's where they get you, though, because then you go, hmm, let me try to get this one that's going to make me more money, and then it's not as likely to happen, and that's how they end up taking all your money. True, true. I I don't think I'll ever get into sports betting. It's just too much. It's very hard to do and be good at. I I thought, knowing as much about sports as I did, that it would be,
0: no. No, it don't work that way. No. (laughs) It's too hard on my heart, man. It's already bad enough. I'm into fantasy football right now. It's just too many things to pay attention to. It's not. It's not good for my psyche. Yeah. And my overall mental health. <laughs> so exactly.
1: We're gonna leave that alone. That's why I quit doing fantasy football. It just made me angry every Sunday. Instead of just being able to sit back and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the games, I'm just getting pissed off the whole time because uh-huh. I'm getting I'm getting beat by point six points. Right. Because my guy <laughs> dropped the ball for a four yard catch that would have been the difference in the week. And it's like
0: absolutely. Eh. Yep. I'm in this league, but I didn't even pick my team. We auto drafted. So I kind of more hands off with it, but you know, I still check it though. I'll still be celebrating a dub if I get one. But All right, man, I guess we can get out of here, man. The NFL week two preview is wrapped up. Um, Not a lot of exciting matchups. Oh, man. Hold on, man. We didn't even talk about our teams, brother. I forgot about that. We went down the whole list and didn't even talk about our teams. Oh, yeah. We got the Giants and the Bears. Yep. Uh, Can the Giants stymie Mr. Saquon
1: like the Steelers did last week? Uh, That's the big question because... The biggest question is can the Bears get a pass rush? They didn't do it against the Lions. That was something that you guys were able to do against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I don't count on the offense to do anything. It'd right. be cool if they did, but mm-hmm. I just never count on it. So to me, they got to get a pass rush. Sounds like Robert Quinn were fingers crossed. They w- didn't put him on the short term, I don't even know what it's called, the short term DL, where they would have held him out until week four mm-hmm. or through week four, I think, um, which means they probably think he's got a shot to play before then. Otherwise, they would have put him on it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can get out there this week. That was a big deal. That's they brought him in for a specific reason to add balance on that pass rush to help out the other guy on the other end, Khalil Mack. Right. Yeah, got to get them going. They got to get some sacks. Got to get some pressures. That's a big deal in terms of creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you know you start making the quarterback rush the ball out of there, and make decisions a little faster, a little more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Give your DBs a chance to make some plays. But you got you give them a good. Like, that Daniel Jones, dude, I think he's, there's something there's there. I mean, he makes there. some stupid, every once in a while he's going to do some things where it's like, ooh, okay. Uh, someone I saw on Twitter called him the white Jameis Winston. I like, mm, I wouldn't go that mm, far. That's but little, 30 but, touchdowns, 30 <laughs> INTs. Yeah. But there's, extreme. the 30 touchdowns you can see, I mean, there's, he throws a good ball. I yeah. like it. I mean, I think he looks, he looks pretty sharp. He's only in his second year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't want to give him a bunch of time. And you get that passing game going, and then you get a guy like Saquon that can really get going. The Bears are really good against the run, but it's a lot harder to be good against the run if you got the pass game going. So I think that's the biggest thing. you got to get a pass rush. Um, We'll see. I think the Bears win this game. They are favored, uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites. But I just don't trust Trubisky. So that could be another one of those games where I look at and go, eh, I can see how a team like the Giants would come in and win a game like that. Uh,
0: I don't see the Giants winning this just because uh, their weakness is your strength. Uh, Your strength is against their weakness. Their offensive line is not very good at all. Um, And then your front seven is, you know, top tier for the most part. So I think you can pretty much blow up that entire pocket and shut down Saquon. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. You should be able to get to them. So I don't know about your offense, you know. Trubisky, can he put back-to-back winning performances together? Through three quarters in the first game. He didn't look like a, a winning quarterback, but he poured it
1: on in the fourth quarter. Looked like an arena leaguer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. These games are uncomfortable because the Bears just inherently seem to play games that are going to be 21, 24, mm-hmm. you know, scores like that. And whenever mm-hmm. you just let teams hang around with scores like that, you're always in jeopardy of losing games. Right. So, yeah. yeah. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, I guess we'll go to the next matchup,
0: uh, ball, uh, Broncos and Steelers. Um, Broncos don't seem to be very good. They seem to be, you know, okay, I guess. Um, I think this is going to rely a lot on Ben, though, still, as far as on the offensive side. The the Broncos only allow um, Mr. Derrick Henry. He got 100 yards, but it was like on 30, 32, 33 carries. So up front, they seem to be good at... Stuff in the run for the most part. Um I think Ben is going to have to get loose at least just to unclog that, that box. And then maybe you got to say it for me one time. If you want to win, put Benny in. Absolutely. Uh That man might be able to run wild in the second half possibly if Ben gets it going. Uh, I have no issues with the defense because the defense is going to do what the defense does. Wreak havoc. They have a second-year quarterback, Drew Locke. Uh, we're going to
1: bring pressure all damn game. Broncos are not going to score. Steelers by 17. <laughs> I think they're going to score, but. Steelers by 17. Maybe not a touchdown, though. I think the Steelers have the best defense in the league. Steelers by I 17. Agree. Drew Locke, not gonna, that's not going to go well for him. Mm-hmm. Difference between you guys and the Titans. Titans would have blown the, blown the doors off that if their field goal kicker, uh, Stephen Goskowski missed three field goals one, in the 40-yard range. One for four. He was one for four. He made the last, the last one, which was the one, chipper, yeah. which was wanted, but he also missed an extra point. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about 10 points they just left on the board. That sure. game wouldn't even have been in question um, if he made field goals that he normally would make. Um, even if he just makes two of them, you add seven points to that. It's still not a yeah. game. So I, I don't I don't like the Broncos. I was watching Drew Locke. I, I, uh, man, I don't think he's very good, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go well for him against that Steelers defense. I'm because hoping so. of, because of the pressure they can bring and all the stuff they can do. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have a hard time scoring. I go Steelers by 17.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess the last thing to look out for is the Steelers offensive line. We lost our right tackle, um, we lost our left guard. So we're down to like Pouncy and Villanueva as our start and, you know, our core. The line and we have three new faces in there so it doesn't matter it should be tough <laughs> and I, no. the only reason i say that is because you know we got we got ben back there i don't want him getting hit lit up in the first first few weeks of the, the season and getting dinged up and all that because i mean denver they're, they're not tough per se but they can still get back there and shake him up a little bit so that's all that's the only point i'm not worried about the dub because I, I i think the dub is pretty much in hand but I don't want to come out with more extra bruises and dings than we need to. That's it.
1: Steelers by 17. I can see that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas <laughs> has Steelers favored by 7.5. 7.5. Just a big line, so it means they're going to win by at least 14.
0: Hmm. Well, <laughs> I hope so. I don't want no stress on Sunday. No. We're going to have Steelers. a Lakers matchup on that day, too, so Oof, yeah. I don't need no stress. Big sports day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sundays is uh, hurting my heart. So, all right, man. That's it. <laughs> All right. We can get out of here. Let's get brother. out of here. Yes, sir. Uh, like we always say, my man, the balls
1: do bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. For sure. Neither do I. Yeah, no. And neither does this guy. You better know that. Wait a bit. ah.